Today's episode is brought to you by the Highlands Performance Golf Center, North Dallas's premier golf practice facility with over 65 grass tees, two practice putting surfaces, a short game area, and an 18-hole mini golf course. With covered and heated tees, it's the best place to practice your game year-round. The Highlands Performance Golf Center is located in Carrollton on Trinity Mills in between Marsh and Midway. Give them a call at 972-733-4111 or check them out on the web at highlandspgc.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome into America's favorite golf podcast as I turn myself up here. You're going to turn yourself on? What? Oh, that's a daily thing right there. Oh, gosh. Welcome into From the Rough Live from Tailgaters in Plano as we are each and every Wednesday, 6.30-ish sharp, uh, talking golf, talking PGA Tour, talking golfers. Yeah. And there's a lot, a lot going on. In the world of golf right now, we're going to uh, recap. Kind of a busy week. It is very busy week. We're going to recap the John Deere Classic, preview the Scottish Open. Probably won't touch Barbasol too yeah, much. Yeah, there's a right an off week event, kind of right and uh, secondary PGA Tour event. You might notice uh, absent from the table as Thank he's God. dealing dealing with mouth sores. I could hit really? it like Jesus. Uh, not mouth sores, but you know something <laughs> similar. Uh, Johnny is on sick leave tonight as he's recovering from traveling but we've got his picks for you yeah for the uh scottish open and for the barbasol and i think even, i think his picks are more fun to pick on when he's not here <laughs> yeah because he can't do anything about it <laughs> I right know. Uh, i would tend to agree with you and we've got some pga tour news also as we're going to delve in uh to some billy horschel audio is he still mad billy seems like every pissed, time he man. talks he's mad that's why i like him so much uh, and then Taylor Gooch, who plays over there on that Live Golf Tour, said quite possibly maybe the dumbest thing I have ever heard in my entire life. It's as way it up there. Isn't results it? to golf. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And he's sort of getting lit up by uh, his contemporaries on both yeah, tours. Yeah. Good. Exactly. And what's <laughs> funny is, of course, he's on the team of the same team, the the Aces, and they just won the what was it, the Portland event. Yeah. And uh, Dustin Johnson's on his team along with Patrick Reed and whoever else is. How'd that team get man. put together? I don't know how they do that, but dude, when, when and we'll get into it, but when uh, Taylor Gooch made that quote, the look on Dustin Johnson's face was priceless, as he was just, <laughs> he couldn't even believe he said it. It was that good. Yeah. But we'll get into that here. Let's get into a little John Deere classic first, shall we? Yeah, we had a wire-to-wire -wire winner, right? We did for uh, his second victory on the PGA Tour. JT Poston, who, of course, was the runner-up. Uh, the week prior. Anybody pick him? Uh, I didn't have him. <laughs> uh, Johnny did not have him. I know somebody that did. It wasn't you, was it? <laughs> of course it was. Uh, so, yes, as you mentioned, he's the third player in, her, in tournament history to go successfully wire to wire. He was able to carry his momentum from TPC River Highlands to TPC Deer Run. Did, course, you, did you hear what he became the first player ever to do? This oh, week. I might have, but I don't remember now. There have been four players in the history of the PGA Tour who have shot a first round at 62 more than once. Really? Yeah. And JT Poston has now done it back-to-back -back weeks. Really? Yeah. Only four players in the history of the Tour 
Open tournaments with 62 or better, and he, this this cat did it twice in a row. I forgot he did it over at uh, yeah. River Highlands. He shot a 62 to start the yeah. week. Yeah. Man, that's something. Yeah, big deal there. Well, you know, he Good shot a 62 at Deer Run to, or at uh, uh, River Highlands, finished mm-hmm. second in the tournament, <clears throat> shot a 62 to open up the week here. Yep. And one thing. So that's a good way to start, boys and girls. If you're yeah. playing pro golf, go out there and shoot you a 62 in the first round. That, that'll get you somewhere. Earn you some money. Unless your name is Rory McElroy, then yeah. it probably won't get you anywhere. <laughs> um, he opened the round, or opened the week with that 962, never looked back. Went on to shoot for ra- uh, rounds of 65, 67, and 69 to finish at 21 under. Three strokes ahead of Christian Bezadenhut and Emiliano Grillo. Uh, he possessed a three-stroke lead coming into the final round, and he ended up winning by three strokes. He did have some hairy moments on Sunday, though. Uh, he, had, uh, he opened with three consecutive birdies. Then he made back-to-back bogeys on five and six. He had a par save on the sev- par three seventh, and then went back to his old self, adding another birdie on the par five seventeenth and extended his lead back to three where it was when he won. And, man, I've never seen a guy that's, you know, not one of the big boys on the tour that just played so cool, calm, and collected. I mean, I just thought he had it in him the whole week. That's one of the neat things about these guys out on tour is that they've, uh, in order to have earned your way out there, you have to have had opportunities to win golf tournaments and be in pressure situations. And are the stakes bigger, and does it mean more, and do you add some, some maybe internal stress? Yeah, probably, but all of these guys have have stared down those kinds of things before mm-hmm. in all of the golf that they have played up to this point. So yep. it, it's why they look so cool and calm when they're out there. <clears throat> it's because they've all done it before. Yeah. You don't learn to win on the PGA Tour. You learn to win elsewhere, and you take that with you out there. So I don't know much about Poston, Brady. Probably you probably know more than me. Is this something that's going to – I mean, what, he's only, what, 29? Yeah, that's probably he's kinda, right. He's been out there six, young. eight years, I think. Um, is this something that's going to give him some momentum career-wise and, and we'll see more wins out of him, you think? It's possible. I mean, he's not obviously one of the bigger-name guys. Not, not a lot of people know of him, but, but he's a guy who's, who's earned his tour card, and, and he's been out there, I don't know, six or seven years, I think, right. at least. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me to see him with the form he's in now really make some strides and climb up world rankings and possibly, uh, you know, get into the match play and, and start to earn exemptions into some of the bigger tournaments. And you never know how winning is going to affect a guy's confidence. And he certainly has a lot of it right now. So this win doesn't just get him entry into uh, next year's masters and players tournament uh, or players championship, but it also gets him into the 150th open championship in just two weeks time. Yeah. He went from ranked 112th in the FedEx Cup just 14 days ago to now number 22 in the season-long race. A second and a first will do that. Man. You know, I wish I knew the formula for that, you know, how those guys, how that's all calculated. It's almost like a, I don't know, I don't like math, you know. Like, I don't get math. Three plus three is hard. (laughs) What's nine? (laughs) I don't, yeah, I don't don't even know. Uh But uh, he's got some momentum for sure, and we will see him at the Open Championship as well as some of the majors in the upcoming years. Emiliano Grillo tied for second. The name that hadn't been on the top of the leaderboard for a while. No, I don't think we've talked about he's him. He's a, a he's a young guy. He's from what yeah. I think Argentina. Yeah, um, always like. Well, him. he's not all that young. He's probably same age as JT. But when when he came out on tour again in that six eight ten year ago range, yep. we saw him up there quite a bit, and he's he's kind of become a 
a bit of a lifer and a guy who's kind of hangs out in that 75 to 125 range. He's not one of the bigger names, but he's a guy that grinds out there and, right. and keeps getting it, it done year after year to, to maintain his card while, you know, not quite earning his way into that upper echelon of players. Uh, so he has now made six of his last seven cuts and sprinkled in a few quality showings at the RBC and the Memorial. He was able to cut Poston's lead to just one stroke on the back nine. Had a bogey on the par four 14th uh, that pretty much did him in. He moves up. Grillo does 62 spots in the FedEx Cup standings to, uh, to number 85. Punched his ticket for the uh, 150th Open at St. Andrews. Nice. Danny McCarthy, 16 under, tied for sixth. Things were looking good for him coming into the week, but uh, playing in the penultimate group on Sunday, he went in the wrong direction early and was really never able to, to recover all the way. He's still in the midst of his best season of his career. He rebounded nicely off the missed cut at the Travelers. He, uh, I don't consider McCarthy so much of a grinder, really, like some of these other guys are. Nah, he's a bomber, man. He, yeah. He's a guy who gets hot, and when he's hot, he can be really good and on fire and go really, really low. But if he's not driving it good, and, and he's a guy with extraordinary length, he's one of the top ten long guys out there on tour. Right. Uh, when he starts to drive it well, he's got a lot of short irons in yep. the greens, and, and then if, you, if the putter can get hot when you do that, then, you, you know, you can shoot about nothing out there. And he does that on occasion, but, boy, when he starts getting it going squirrely, he also shoots some big numbers. Uh, tied for 16th at 12-under, Sahi Thigala. We saw him the week before, of course. Um, and he almost missed the cut here. He looks like he's going to be a really good player at down really the like road. Too. Yeah. I really like him, too. really like him a lot. Now, he does seem like a grinder to me a little bit. He doesn't really let anything get to him. But he almost missed the cut here at the John Deere Classic. Uh, he carded consecutive rounds of 65. Over and, the weekend. Yeah, over the mm -hmm. weekend. Climbed his way inside the top 20 by the tournament's end with his effort. He's a Rookie of the Year candidate. He's made 11 straight cuts. Yep. Um, He's been close to winning a couple times out in Phoenix. He, he, was, uh, he was leading coming down the stretch. Hit one in the water, I think, on 17 there. He made that double bogey last week at the Travelers on right. 18. He's, he's a guy knocking on the door, and I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him win before the year's out. And if not uh, this year, uh, in, you know, in this PGA Tour season, after the FedEx Cup, when we kick off the following year in the fall, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him win one of those events. I mean, he's pretty close. He I mean, is. He's come close. He's knocking on the door. He, he's a guy who, who's good enough to win. It's just a matter of time, I think, for him. And you kind of get the feeling that when he does win, it's, you know, it's not going to be a Scotty Scheffler situation, but he's, he gets one under his belt. You'll, you'll see a couple more within, within I think so too. reason. Yeah, yeah. Reasonable amount of time. So let's get into our picks from last week a little bit. Um, I did not have the week I thought I would, but I sort of went outside the box. You thought was, you were going to do good? I kind of did, what? man. I was excited about Alex Smalley. If you've ever heard the phrase, right, past behavior is the best predictor of futures, uh, what, what, what gave you the idea you thought okay, you were going to do good? Don't psychoanalyze <laughs> me, okay? It's not why we're here. Uh, my, winner, my winning pick was Alex Smalley. By the way, right. top 20, tied for 16th. All right, that's 12 good. 12 under. Uh, my top 10 was Sam Ryder. He did not have a great week. He didn't make the cut, but he tied for 60th at 5 under. My top 20, Hayden Buckley made uh, tied for 30th at 10 under. So I did not have the week. I really thought my pick of Smalley was a good one. Yeah, all right. it wasn't bad, man. It wasn't 16, bad. You know what? Tied for sixteenth. Yeah, like like I said, it was a, it was a, I thought it was a reach. Yeah, but I didn't. I, I just I felt good about him. I <laughs> talked to him early in the week, and he said, "Man, put your money on me. I'm going to win." No, you didn't. I, yeah, I didn't. Do that. Like, <laughs> Might have been a dream. 
Probably. <laughs> I have a lot of golf dreams, unfortunately. Brady, how were your picks this week? Uh, I had a little bit of a up-and-down week. I had a winner. Uh, we're going to get to that last. We, we'll start with the guys I picked to win. Uh, they both missed the cut. I had uh, Adam Hadwin coming off a g- great performance at the U.S. Open. I thought he would carry good form in. He got off, uh, started the week with a bad round. I think he shot 74 or something, and then he backed it up with 65, but he did miss the cut. I picked Cameron Champ. This is the kind of event Cameron Champ can win. It, it's one of those smaller um, or, or weaker field events that he has won a couple of times before he missed the cut. He's just not in good form. Uh, my ham sandwich pick was Zach Johnson, right, the local guy. He made the cut, and, and he, was, he was trending, you know, top 20, top 30-ish until the final round, 74, dropped him down to 60th. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I picked my Indiana kid for, to finish top 20th, and he missed that by two strokes. He finished tied for 30th. And I did have a hit on a top 10 pick. I did pick JT Poston for top 10, and he ended up winning. He was plus 400. So uh, I got a little money on the board this week with JT. That was a better pick than you thought it was, huh, was, as he came out the winner. Yeah, he did. So proud of myself for that one. <laughs> uh, Johnny also had a pretty decent week. Johnny's picks, and he's not here, so I'll run through them for you guys. Uh, as he, uh, his picks are brought to you by BetUS.com. Bet with a three-decade leader in online sports betting, BetUS. Join today using our promo code DSP125 for 125% cash bonus on your deposit. Or if you'd like to bet with crypto, go to DSP200 and get a 200% bonus on your crypto deposit. Bet horses, pop culture, sports, and more, including golf, over at BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid. Thank you, BetUS. Johnny, um, like I mentioned, he had a pretty decent – he had a, some near misses. Yep. And he had a couple of hits. Let's, let's get into his winning picks. Denny McCarthy, he had as a winner. Denny tied for six at 16-under. Yep. Sai Figala, he had as his winning pick, tied for 16th at 12-under. Scott Stallings tied for fourth at 17-under. Mm-hmm. His ham sandwich was Cam Davis, who tied for eighth at 15-under. All guys peppering the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, it, these, these were really good this week. Uh, top 10 pick, Maverick McNeely. That was a hit. He tied for eighth at 15 under. Johnny also had Nick Hardy. Tie, he ended up tying for 30th at 10 under. In his top 20, he had Hadley, who tied for 10th at 14 under, and Martin Laird, who tied for 30th at 10 under. I almost, I almost introduced the show tonight. I haven't done the name thing in a while. I almost introduced the show as my partner, Martin Laird. I didn't know how that would go over with you, though. Not well. <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't do it then. Like, that was going to be my... Uh, I don't want to be him. <laughs> that was going to be my pick. But uh, congratulations to Johnny and all of those of you guys that are following. He had some candy come his way this week. We'll get into his picks for the Scottish Open, for the senior, uh, was the Players' Championship, and then the, the Barbasol Championship. 